hopefully do think KO is coming in heavy hitters as an adult, part of an application process to become a creative writer at LSS. Hi all and welcome to another episode of the Winning In Podcast. This is episode 44. I'm your host, Eric Darrenheim. Join with me, co-host Gabe, and our special guest, Kel, better known as Dead Summer. You might have seen them from his... Uh, Gorgeous art presentations on YouTube videos. Uh, how are you doing, Kel? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing pretty good. I'm. I'm. I'm coming off of a high of winning my locals today. So uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Royal Viserai for the win. So I don't know. It was pretty oh, disgusting cool. deck. So <laughs> yeah, doing pretty good. Well, cool. I appreciate you being on here. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we got some flesh and blood to talk about. So shall we get into it? Hell yeah. Let's go. Of course. All right. Cool. Cool. I guess I should ask you before we even start, Gabe, how are you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful morning out here. Um, so I can't complain. You know, we got that beautiful time uh, difference, which is always fun. I think it's it's like Christmas. You know, you wake up early for something. Exciting. Yeah. This is the exciting <laughs> thing of the morning. Like so that. I'll ask you the same, Eric, but I'm sure I know the answer. We're just waking up, hanging out. I'm doing good. We're hanging morning. out with the boys. Um, Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, we got some big flesh and blood news. Uh, we are losing two mm-hmm. heroes to LL, um, one in each format uh, this day. So first, let's, let's talk about skirmish. Skirmish season is underway. It is uh, going on to week two of the skirmish season. The first week, I was able to win one skirmish with Chain. And little did I know that that was the exact win needed to LL Chain. I was the one. I don't care what anyone else says. I was number 25. (laughs) I was the one that did it. You can throw your hate at me or you can throw your love at me. Either way. Uh, But yeah, no. Chain has LL this week uh, with exactly 500 points. That's wild. Yeah. I, I, uh, I saw... I saw Frankie's thing about it, his little memorial. Yeah. It made my heart hurt a little. Yeah, yeah. We know Frankie was a chain player. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were like, hey, LSS, can we play chain this week? Is What's going on? Because this is the first time we actually see uh, the LL system, the new system, where it will update every week in pro- or like in motion. Um, and yeah, so... It's it's a little scary when you're going into a like uh, with a hero that's so close. And you're like, okay, can I can I still play this or is it over? You know what's going on? Squeak away. <laughs> How about you? Uh, do you, did you play any skirmishes or do you have any skirmishes coming up? No, unfortunately not. So because I live in like the middle of nowhere, basically in Western Australia, um, our local <laughs> community is like really small. We've only got. Pretty much, including myself, there's like four people that consistently play. So we did used to get skirmishes back in the day. Uh, we got one season one and two. And then after that, we just stopped getting them anymore. So if I want to actually play in a skirmish, I have to drive five hours, uh, which is not quite viable. Ooh. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I oh, man, I, I really do miss... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really do miss skirmish because it was just like a good excuse to like really try hard but like have fun at the same time and there was like cool prizes all the time yeah. so every time i see that there's a new skirmish season coming out i i'm just sad because i know i'm probably not going to get one again <laughs> not local anyway so 
but it is what yeah. it is, you know. You know, I find that 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 happens. Uh, we're not not that happens, but like a lot of content creators that we've talked to, um, and including Gabe. Well, Gabe's you're you're you own a store and you you promote it, and so that's it's been working out. But yeah, like you're kind it. of in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> which is insane that you're mm-hmm. able to get the attendance you get. Uh, but a lot of people are kind of isolated. But so I, I'm guessing this is a trend I'm seeing. Um, if you can't play like fab at your local scene, make some fab content. That's what that's kind of how I've been seeing it. <laughs> um, which is cool. I, I I love it. What about you, Eric? Did you have another skirmish this weekend? I'm sorry, we didn't even ask you that. No, There's no, no I had my just... local scene here just uh, double shot on that weekend it was saturday sunday and then no more skirmishes Ooh. so we just you know and you didn't drive anywhere to go win more if you want two of them you need to get your third tech <sighs> I, I didn't win two i do have two tech cores and it's annoying because now it's like i i would have been happy you with one third. now i'm like okay now i got to get my third because <laughs> like you can't just have two out of three yeah. um but yeah, we had one that was like sealed, and I got second in that one. Uh, lost to our friend uh, Stackswell um, in the finals oh, for that one, and then um, was able to get there a chain on the on the second one. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the skirmish season on my end. But we have still two weeks for a lot of people. Um, I know you had a skirmish mm-hmm. at your store. How who who got there and what format was that? So yeah, our skirmish was Blitz. Um, it was actually a lot of fun. You know, we had a lot of Rhinars, which I was so stoked for because other <laughs> games are always so much fun to watch. Um, but Preston, um, Preston got there with Kasai. You could also know him as like King's Table or so on. Um, he got there with Kasai. It was awesome. Maybe beat a Fi out in the finals. Um, I can't say anything more notable from the week. Minus just, you know, a lot of Rhinars. Kasai won it. A lot of hype, a lot of fun. I think it was 12 people or so. Okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Good turnout. So we got, yeah, it's a, it's a great turnout, especially from like just the middle of the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so some of the other news with this skirmish is now you kind of have to really look at the points because if you're a Kasai player, Kasai <laughs> had the most points gained. Uh, she wasn't the closest to Living Legend. That was definitely Chain and Kano. But now, it's if she continues the uh, points that she earned in the first week, if she continues that forward, she will LL as well. And in fact, if it continues in the exact same way, which it won't, <laughs> but if it did, Kano would still not LL. He'd be like two points shy or something. So there's a possibility that Kano stays and Kasai goes which is totally bizarro mm-hmm. world for me. I was for sure that Chain and Kano were going to go. Um, but, and, and that's probably still going to happen. And But now it's probably also, Kasai has a very good chance. So it's really cool. I like this new system in place right now. It's, it's kind of fun. Uh, just like saying, okay, I can't play this deck anymore. But now it opens up other decks, right? Because now if Kano leaves, he will be the uh, second wizard to LL. And now the only other wizard is Emperor. Um, and, you know. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that could be out there now. So we're we're experiencing a whole new meta shift. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm loving it. What uh, what heroes do you, yeah. would you play? If you if you had a skirmish this weekend, Kevin. If it was Blitz. Uh, 
Well, I wouldn't be able to play Viscerai, which is kind of my go-to tryhard. That's true. Um, That's true. Geez, I don't know. Um, I don't tend to play Blitz too much, just because our locals don't play it too much. Um, okay. I I have dabbled with Data Doll before in Blitz, but that was She's before Bright Lights. Better. Yeah, um, she was really fun, and I actually was able to pull out some wins in Blitz with her. So like. Maybe Data Doll, or like, maybe I could rebuild a Benji deck. Um, yeah, okay, probably okay. one of those two. I don't know. I like playing the more off-meta decks. I don't like just following the crowd. I like to try to do my own thing. And uh, twenty it just makes it... intelligence. Too, that's too basic. Too <laughs> basic. Yeah, exactly. I have to handicap myself. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's just more sweeter when you can win with your own deck that you came up mm-hmm. with rather than just you know net deck which nothing wrong with net decking if you really want to win but you know i'm all about yeah. the uh i'm i'm the johnny player if you will <laughs> using card game turns uh, <laughs> i like combos oh, yeah. so yeah maybe one of those two heroes no i i think first off i think that is a ton of fun we had a Capallo on the pod and he was he took that for his skirmish and we were all excited for that so um yeah no uh I, I'm with you. I love. I I wouldn't have played chain had I not found this uh, chain set deck. That's like a chain bin set deck, and uh, boy was that deck fun. So I was like, yeah, no, this is this is the deck. Like, um, is it net decking? Yeah, <laughs> but is it fun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is the skirmish news. I guess we're gonna have to just because of the LL system now. Well, it's just be like a weekly update, basically, until Skirmish season is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, checking in on these heroes. Let's talk about the other hero that LL'd. Um, another sad loss for me. Not only did I lose like my boy Oldham before, um, but now I'm losing another hero of mine, Icelander, today. Uh, because there's a battle heart. So let's get into that. What was the... Um, where was the battle heart, actually? Uh, Belgium. Wallowani, Wallowani. Yeah, I, I it don't know what it's called. W name. Okay, but it was a Belgium. Okay, cool, cool. I'm pretty sure Belgium. I'll, I'll have to double check myself now, of course. Okay. Let's see. I think I can name oh, <laughs> this Icelander player. I'm pretty bad at names, but I think I got this one. Uh, Kevin Zanker. I, I don't know. There's like two dots above that the That sounds right. I don't know if that's supposed to you know, sound like something else. I don't know. But Kevin Zanker with Icelander uh, beat Albert Guyo uh, on Dromai in the finals, giving Icelander the last points she needs to LL, mm-hmm. which means as of next Monday, she will be no longer eligible to play, to play in CC. Yeah, no, it was, I think one of the funnest parts about this and her LLing was so, I don't know if there was an actual, like, live stream of the gameplay or anything. I didn't find one myself. But the judge that was, um, you know, judging the event, he kept doing all these live updates on Twitter. And everybody was always reacting and commenting, like, you know, fingers crossed, hoping Icelander gets or doesn't get it. Uh, Sebastian Bonarski, he was the one talking all about it. And, like, his Twitter was, like, blowing up yesterday in everyone's feed. Because it was so awesome. And he was just live updates about stuff. Well, they didn't uh, stream it, right? So I think that was the only way you could know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
All right, yeah, let's talk about the top eight a little bit here. We had two, or sorry, we had three Icelanders in top eight. We see our infamous mm-hmm. buy again, as well as two Katsu. So Ninja's still holding up pretty strong. It is definitely the age of the Ninja. Um, our one Dromai, and then one Reinar. So uh, a very, very interesting top eight. Uh, Ninja and Wizard was the dominant factor here. But we love to see our Reinar in there. Uh, but Albert credit to him on Dromai beat yeah. Reinar. That's pretty impressive. So you got to have some respect there. Um, it was a very well, well, actually, I guess we don't know. We don't know if it was a good game. Yeah, right? we didn't see it. <laughs> We're assuming it's a good game. We're assuming it's a good game. Uh, but, you know, I got, I got a little uh, conspiracy theory here. I was talking to some of my locals and it wasn't streamed. So, this Dromai just might have threw to uh to <laughs> the, the, you know? <laughs> the people's champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they won the play mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm sure that's not the case, but you know. <laughs> Kel, what do you what do you what's your hero choice for CC? Uh Viserai. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I just love it. Right. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've dabbled here and there with other heroes. Um, like when Dust Till Dawn came out, I started playing Vincent. Um, and that's fun. I like playing like a a weird sort of controly, tanky Vincent, um, which is very kind of janky, but it's it's actually pretty All decent. Right. Um, and uh, I did play uh, Arachne for a little bit as well, playing like a control uh, contract build. Um, but I've just recently kind of like sold out of that a little bit. Um, so I don't have that deck anymore, but, uh, yeah, I've stuck with Viscerai since Arcane Rising, um, and sort of the deck I've used for him has changed over time. It started off with just mid range. And then when Crucible came out, I switched to like a very aggressive build. And then now it's kind of tilted back to like a mid rangey type build. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm definitely the most solid on viscerai and i know most of the sort of play patterns so i've gotten pretty good with him so yeah oh yeah yeah if you're playing them since the beginning there's no way <laughs> there's no way you're going anywhere else uh, that's cool that's awesome because a lot of people would say like viscerai kind of got a soft band you know with the uh sword leaving but true true viscerai stay on <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't think it was that big of a sort of like a downside to that Rosetta Thorn being, you know, taken out through LL. Um, I, mm-hmm. at least the way I play Viscerai, I, I didn't rely much on Rosetta or my weapon in general. It was just kind of there okay. to help finish off certain turns. And like, obviously having two arcane damage in one hit is good to help finish off the game. But if you're playing like Vexing Malice, that kind of does similar thing anyway. And right. I was running Reaping Blade before Rosetta Thorn, just because it's a very efficient weapon you know swing definitely swing for three for one which is pretty good um so yeah i i haven't noticed that much of a change really like it's just like maybe a one percent downgrade in power in my deck maybe (laughs) so (laughs) yeah cool but uh, i can see how a lot of people were like really relying on that as as part of the game plan so i think for like for me personally um who's not the viscerai main um i I, I don't know what main I am anymore. I just lost my hero. So um, I just like, <laughs> I just look at You're homeless. <laughs> I'm homeless right now. Um, and yeah, I just look at it like 
like on the paper, it's like, oh, okay, well, Viscerite doesn't have this. So that must mean like Viscerite is just not a good spot right now. But as you're saying, and that's what's like one of my favorite things about this game. I repeat this every time, but like, it's really not about just like what's on paper. You could be on the same hero since day one and still do very well, even at like a major tournament, because it's not so much like your list. It's more of like how you're able to pilot that hero, um, which makes you connected to a hero in this game. So uh, my heart's ripped out right now. No, um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, this, that's cool. I, I I might give this right a go. I've actually, I really like Runic Reckoning as a card. Um, and I guess, do you play that card? No, actually, I don't. Oh, um, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> look, don't take my list as gospel. I mean, I could definitely send you my list, but um, yeah, because that's the one that's uh, it, it's a one cost non attack that gives your next attack plus three, but it costs one less if you have a rune chant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's just because of the way I play my viscerai. I will oftentimes. I mean, you, you probably know more like, than I do, so <laughs> I I oftentimes end my turn with no rune chance um okay. like it's maybe a 50 50 sometimes i'll swing with the weapon and you don't get a rune chant obviously after swinging it um right. so i feel like sometimes that card might be a bit of a dead card um in in my hand because i don't want to have to pay for it if you if you don't have to pay for it that's where it becomes good but um right. typically the non-attack actions i'll play would be like morverian skies um or like sonata or gee what else do i run I can't yeah, even remember, are... and I played today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't think it's a bad card. I think maybe just in my particular play style, it doesn't quite meld with how I want to play. But okay. it's definitely a decent card. So, all right, all right, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm on the prowl. okay. But what if I, go for it? I gotta jump in on this yeah. one. What about the tome? The tome, tome of the arc of card. Yeah, is that the one I'm thinking of? The, yeah. the gamble one? Gabe um, is my a very greedy so uh, player. <laughs> I'm a greedy Briar player. Um, no, I don't play that either. I have considered it, for Good sure. I did, I, did, <laughs> I did used to play it back in like Arcane Rising days, but you didn't have much of an option as to what to play. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of just mm -hmm. jammed in all your super rares and majestics. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do play Gorgonian Tome. That card is really good. Um, yeah, unless you get sense. it turn one, it sucks turn one. Oftentimes you don't want to like go all out if you're going first on turn one. Um, and if you get Gorgonian Tome, you can't pitch it. So either you no. play it or you leave it in your hand in Arsenal. So, um, but yeah, now Tome, I don't know. I just feel like if you're not manipulating the top of your deck with some opt cards, it's mm -hmm. it's not that reliable. I mean, it's already hard enough trying to get Sonata to line up. Um, I did actually whiff today on a, on a Sonata. Um, all three cards were non-attacks, I think, um, which, which sucks. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th I think you'd have to build around if you want to play Term of the Arc Knight, personally. So. Makes sense. Valid. But no, if you can get it to work, it's it's good when you get to draw those cards. <laughs> the nuts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, what about you, Eric? Your ice ice is gone. Ice is gone. Like, so I, I'm not I getting am, frostbites anymore. I'm, I'm not playing now. any blues in my decks anymore. <laughs> I know. Like I'm, I have no intentions of blue anymore. Yeah, I, I really, and then like the thing is like. It doesn't look like the next set is going to have any sort of control deck coming out. Like, 
I don't I think mean, we're gonna get a control brute. We might get a controlled guardian, but like I don't know. If it's it's gonna be a tall order to replace <laughs> that guardian for, for me. So we'll see. I, I don't think I'm gonna playing control. Um there is that like tree frog dash that um um Yeah. Yeah. Or Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> Ninja or Turtles. Ninja Turtles. But like I don't know. I I, I could I obviously I could play aggressive decks. Um Arachne, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it might be time because now we got some new spoilers. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of feel like maybe the new Kasai could lend herself to a bit of a control strategy where you just build up a bunch of gold and then raise an army, right? Um, just have that uh, big turn, yeah, yeah, Yeah. but uh, yeah, no, yeah, you might be onto something there. I actually didn't think about Kasai play or Kasai as a uh, control deck. That might be that might be legit. I might have to like look into that. I mean, too. you got the fridge of equipment to the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, for you sure. For days yeah, swords, sure. get your valiant dynamos. Yeah, yeah, easy. <laughs> I, I I just like turning <laughs> decks that are not control decks into control decks. That's kind of my jam. I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. Um, Gabe, you mentioned Arachne. Arachne is. Kind of a control deck, so this might actually be a direction I might go. Um, I do like our our guy Arachne here. Let's uh let's talk about some of the spoilers we got, shall we? Let me get that. I think we shall pulled up here. Okay, yeah. So we have gotten two Arachne spoilers. We also gotten you know a lot of people super excited about their spoiler cards that they're like leaking a little bit of information. There's gonna be a legendary <laughs> mm-hmm. Azalea specialization. Seems like there was a Kano one too, unless that was a troll. I can't figure it out. It's Riddler Man, so you never really know, but I'm pretty sure he's not trolling. Um, but we did get an Arachne specialization. We know the full card. It is Coercive Tendencies. Um, Arachne specialization, cost zero, uh, pitches for three, uh, blocks three, is attack reaction. Look at the top three cards of defending hero's deck. Put them back in any order. Then banish top card of their deck. If you complete a contract this way, your assassin's attacks get go again this combat chain. So you do the attack reaction, uh, especially if you know you're going to hit. Like, obviously, if you know you're going to hit. And then uh, you are basically ensuring that you're going to fulfill the contract. As well as you're banishing and doing the contract itself with this card. So you're like just setting yourself up for two silvers minimum, but then your attack has go again. So here comes the next assassin attack. So this card is actually super gas for Arachne. Uh, very very excited for it. Uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand. Uh, I know you're excited over there, Kale. Like, yeah, is is this potentially you know allowing you to bring back Arachne? I know you sold your deck, but you know. <laughs> is there a little seller's remorse now i don't know <laughs> uh a little bit so um yeah essentially with my arachne deck um i, I didn't quite sell it what happened was a, a mate of mine he had a bunch of assassin cards and i was like i want to play assassin and then he's like here take these cards and i'm like oh i don't have the money he's like oh i just take them and i was like well oh, that feels a bit odd you know i don't want to just take cards from you so eventually he was like the other week he's like oh i want to play assassin again i'm like yeah i'm kind of you know i'm cool to give you back the cards it doesn't bother me and i didn't really buy them off you so it's only fair and then now i've done that i'm just like damn maybe i should have saved up some money and actually you know paid him for them (laughs) but uh yeah this card is bonkers just 
at the very least, the way I play Arachne, I when you look at Arachne compared to like Uzuri, the reason why you'd play Arachne over Uzuri is for the hero ability. So you really want to be leveraging mm-hmm. your use of contracts and leveraging the use of your silver to bring back equipment that you block with um, and then, you know, use its effect, buy it back. Oh, yeah. So I felt it was it was a good match in terms of play style to really try and, like, tank up with Arachne, pitch stack away your really good attacks and attack actions, block some stuff out, get some silvers where you can, <clears throat> use your equipment, and then end game after you've sort of picked apart their game plan and taken away their combo pieces from their deck, that's when you start hitting them with the really good contract cards like Eradicate um, with like Cut to the Chases on top or Shreds on top um, and just really start to like pull them apart piece by piece. And this card just like helps you in every aspect, whether it's early game, mid game or late game for Arachne. This is bonkers, like a blue zero three block. It could have no other text and probably still be good, but it has more text. (laughs) (laughs) So, and go again is really hard to get in Assassin for the most part. Yeah. Um, most of the time you're relying on like your, your black tech whisperers or, uh, you know, even if you're running something like, um, captain's Razor, call maybe. or like yeah. Razor, if you want, um, yeah, there's not too many ways to get go again, but go again is really good in assassin cause you can complete your contracts multiple times. So yeah, this, this uh, just yeah. does everything you could possibly want. So no, yeah. Um, yeah, really good. Payday. Payday is another card. Like it's a, you know, it's a, doesn't, it's a card without go again, but like, the reason why payday was so hard to make work is because like you needed your attack to have go again in order for payday mm-hmm. to even make sense. Exactly. And yeah. A cure again, just allowing that to be the case, allowing silver to happen. I think you nailed on the head. Like the fact that this card is playable at any point in the game, I think is what makes it so great. Um, but that's not it. We got another spoiler too. Uh, oh, yeah. And this time it's a, a weapon. Uh, you, I bet everyone out there thought, okay, Assassin has so many weapons, they don't need another <laughs> one. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> we get another dagger, another one-hand dagger with the, the classic pay two attack, go again, piercing one. But this one says, as an instant, you can destroy two silver to equip this uh, with a plus one counter. Activate this ability while this is in your graveyard. So... You can throw your dagger, rather with flick knives or hurl, um, and I, I don't know. If I think that's about it, right? I, I think they're the only two cards. To... I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could throw your dagger and then be fine with that because you're just going to grab it right back. Um, which, if you have flick knives, this could be something that just keeps recurring. You just keep throwing your dagger over and over again. Um. Concealed blade does that equip a dagger? That it does uh, also equip it a dagger. It. Yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it doesn't uh, throw it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, My bad. Wrong side of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you might not. I mean, concealed blade's kind of cool because it's like an attack reaction gets plus one, but um, you would lose the opportunity to get your plus one counter um, if you did that. But yeah, that's fair, I guess so. you could like uh, you could start with two daggers of your choice throw one conceal mm. blade to bring graven oh. call out then mm. throw that another turn and i don't know there you, you do some wacky stuff but yeah <laughs> now, now we're just juggling daggers i like that exactly exactly yeah 
it's not an arachne deck anymore it's just throw these daggers deck. Yeah, it's knife juggler from hearthstone <laughs> <to> the <carnival. laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah but yeah if you get this out of the grave it becomes a two for two um that has piercing one mm-hmm. and go again and it's not like above rate stats but on a weapon it's not terrible you know like if you have the resource to make it work it's a great little call um you know, admittedly less less excited for this over the uh, the Arachne specialization here, but like still cool that Arachne or Assassin. I mean, Zuri can play this card too. Um, is getting some good new cards out of this heavy hitter set, so we are starting to get the expansion slot. So this is the first one we've got. So I'm very excited for it. How about you, Gabe? What you, what's your thoughts? Are you excited for Assassin now? <clears throat> you know, I, I played Assassin when it first came out. I thought it was fun. Um. I can't say, like, I mean, I think if Dash IO wasn't in the format, I probably would be excited, but I'm really loving Dash, so I, I am not really worried about it. The thing that I do find exciting about this is the people are excited, and I know I have a great market Monday coming up. Oh, yeah. Because these assassin cards are going crazy right now. Oh, that's cool. Like, um, Surgical Extraction is like 25 bucks. Oh, again. no. Like, Shut back not again. It's going back to where it was, you know? Scary land. Oh. Um... I think I saw like an extended art redback shroud is almost two hundred now. There's only a couple on the market. Oh, yeah, that's uh, crazy. We saw well, what's that new one that came out? I was just, I was just looking at it when we were talking. Um, already dead. So there's only a handful on the market. They're thirty plus. There's just that's a lot a of assassin cards going up. And I think the thing that I find the funniest, not funniest, and maybe it's the weirdest, is um, if you're playing assassin, give it. These cards might be expensive. But then you got to buy your codexes, and those still haven't gone down even after Lexiella. <laughs> yeah, Codex of Frailty is a really good card. <laughs> so if you're a played assassin, you probably have to have deep pockets. Or yeah. Really love that hero. It does make silver. So that's what I find funny. <laughs> you Pays for itself. Yeah. Yes. That's my take on that. <laughs> Imagine just uh, when you play a card game. And like you get like actual money <laughs> with the cards. Uh, yes. Well, exactly. um, I think that's about it for the the news of the week. I think that's kind of the weekly recap here. Let's get on to the mm-hmm. more fun part of the podcast where we get to talk to our guests about their own channel. And this is where usually we uh, we take way too long because we have way too much fun. So let's get right to it. <laughs> Dead Summer Art. Uh, I remember seeing this. I think it was actually a spoiler first caught me onto your channel. Um, and then from there, it was not hard to watch the remainder of the videos that you have, which is quite a library, to be honest. So it was actually kind of nice because sometimes you go on and it's like it's uh, just you know one or two videos after or before that. And you're like, okay. But this is like, you know, it's like, oh, cool. I have stuff to watch like in between doing stuff. It's, fun um but uh yeah i would rather you give the elevator pitch than i because this is your channel your baby sell it to us (laughs) yeah um (laughs) so when i was first sort of deciding what i wanted to do i i definitely wanted to focus on law um because i knew that Mm -hmm. i probably wasn't good enough to give advice on how to be a pro player and (laughs) um just based on where I live, there's not that many events. So being a pro player doesn't quite work out for me. Um, you know, I didn't really want to talk about market. I don't know much about economics or anything. Um, so I was like, you know, what can I, what can I do? And I was like, well, I love storytelling. 
Um, I'm a dungeon master for D&D. I just love lore and I really get into it. So why don't I do something like that? And I I really wanted like a creative outlet. I've, I've been sort of a hobbyist graphic designer and video editor for many, many years. And I was like, all right, let's, let's see what I can do. So I, I really set out to try and make my channel almost like a Netflix library of law. I wanted all of my videos to be evergreen. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted all my videos to be evergreen, not just one and done. Um, you know, not that those videos are bad or anything, but I really wanted people to be able to go back through my catalog, like what you did and, and just sort of enjoy pieces that I've made and they're still relevant, um, you know, for, for many, many years to come. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, that's basically what I did. And I, and I tried to do something a bit different and, um, yeah, I was, at least to my knowledge, I was the first person to make law content for flesh and blood. Um, and I'm currently one of only a couple that make law content. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, how many people do it, but there've been some that have made law and they, they've sort of come and gone like, um, yeah. uh, trip from push the point. He used to do a lot of law videos. Um, he hasn't done that for a while. Paranine, who did really great narration videos. Um, he yeah, sort of stopped that. that's the one I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, <clears throat> because of personal life stuff and, you know, wanting to start a family and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I've kind of just been the only one <laughs> around doing it for the most guy. part. Yeah, um, but, you know, I love it anytime I see lore channels pop up. I think I saw one that was um, narrated fully in Spanish uh, somewhat oh, recently, cool. which is really cool. cool. So there's like yeah. a Spanish law guy now, which is, which is pretty sick. Um, but yeah, yeah I just, I just, man, those guys are going crazy out there. I love yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just try to make really artsy stuff that people haven't seen before. And I like to try push the envelope sometimes. And I, I don't want to try and claim it too much, but I feel like I've really influenced a lot of like modern spoiler video formats and the way that people present their spoiler videos. Um, cause back when I started, um, it was like January, 2020. So only one set had come out at that point. Um, yeah. and there weren't really people getting spoiler cards until arcane rising came out and crucible of war. Um, so most people doing spoiler videos, were just like, Hey, check out this card. It's cool. Here's what I think it can do. And then there's me telling this like story about the lore behind the mm -hmm. card. Um, my first spoiler card was nebula blade, which was really sick. Um, so I got a bunch of lore on that and um, yeah, like, I don't know. And then after that, I saw a lot of people being like, well, these videos are amazing. And then I'd seen them sort of taking a similar style and running with it. And I'm like, oh, now I've got competition on my hands. I need to step my game up, you know, <laughs> uh, steel shop and steel, you know, I, I love the, I love the pushing that everyone in the community does to make themselves better and make better content. So yeah, that's basically yeah. my channel in a nutshell. So I'd like to make more videos than what I currently do, but you know, life gets in the way and other responsibilities, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I think that was, that was perfect. Uh, yeah, I think one of the things is, is that you're, yeah, the graphic designer part comes out in these videos. That's for sure. Um, yeah, these videos, like I love lore videos. In fact, I, I would love there to be like some sort of, like, I would love a novel of, of like flesh and blood lore. I would love that. Um, but we don't have that. So not we got yet. your video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Oh, God. It, the day. Um, and I love these videos because 
like I said, you the, the graphic design part comes out, it it looks really pleasant on the eyes. It is a very um also like the the, the narration presentation is great on it. Thank you. Um <laughs> it's very easy to listen to, very easy to watch. Um, and that's why I watched, I think, I don't think I actually watched all of them. I watched basically all of them in one day. Cause it was just kind of, I, I, I said like, Hey, you can do this in between stuff. But like, I just kind of just kept going. Um, but it's, it's very, very cool. Um, much props to that. And, uh, yeah, I, I do think it, your, uh, content has influence. Uh, our last spoiler, it was a little bit influenced by you. We didn't get so much into the lore of it, but we definitely are like, hey, let's uh, let's, use, like, our let's use art for this spoiler. <laughs> that, that worked. That, that looked pretty cool on the last one, um, and I like it. I look, I anyone who gets the spoiler is awesome, and like, I'm not like ripping it. Like, if you just like, you know, like post a Twitter post, like, hey, here's my card, check it out. That's cool. Um, but when you see the spoiler videos, like your spoiler videos, where it's like, oh, there's like this narration story. It's, it's like just a, it's a video. It's not necessarily a spoiler video at that point. It's just like a video, and I'm excited to watch those. So uh, I, I like seeing that more and more into the spoiler video world, and just in general as well. You know, I got a, I got a question while we're on spoiler train because it's sure. my docket of things to ask. Um, when they give you a spoiler card, do they also like give you lore for said card? Like like you said with Nebula Blade, because that was very in depth video talking about from the Arknight Shard to everything. Mm. How does that come about? Yeah, so not for all my cards have I received lore. Um, I'd probably say maybe half of them I haven't received anything. Um, it, it's been something I've I've talked to LSS about for a while, um, and. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit, I did get uh, a little bit frustrated for one of my spoiler videos. It was for Oasis Respite. Um, because when I got given okay, that card yeah. for Uprising, I got absolutely no lore. And I didn't even get the full artwork. I just had the card. And oh, for a channel that's not talking about competitiveness of cards or, or <laughs> strategy, I was just like, I, what do I do with this? And, you know, I still feel bad. I, I you know... I, I vented my frustrations to Chris Buley, who was the uh, content manager at the time. And he was like, look, man, I totally understand. Unfortunately, this is all I can do, but I really believe that you have the skills to to sort of make something from it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing I made, but a lot of people loved it. It ended up like being almost one of my most viewed videos at the time. Um, so ever since then, I was like, okay, I, I think I've got enough skill that if I'm given pretty much nothing, I can still make something of it. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. some of the cards I have been given lore for, so I was given lore for Nebula Blade, uh, Sutcliffe's research notes, uh, Lord Sutcliffe, the mentor card. Um, I got a bunch of stuff for that. Uh, that's probably the one that I got the most lore for tied with maybe Nebula Blade. Um, and then, oh, geez, what else for outsiders for Codex of Inertia? Um, I got some lore on like the diseases of the pits alex um sent through a bunch of stuff and he even oh, gave cool. me a direction for the video he's like oh i'd love if you talked about the origins of the diseases um yeah, yeah so that, that's like kind of the main like stuff would have a lot of lore yeah for that one that's i didn't really have sweet. to ask i i already knew the story so <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> i was yeah, like so i'll just go good. back and read the story and and yeah sort of retell it in a music video so that was pretty cool yeah. um 
But uh, yeah, not all the time. I do kind of beg them to send me something and I'll ask them questions here and there. Um, like, uh, what was the last card I scored? Slay. I did ask for lore mm -hmm. and they were like, I've got nothing. <laughs> like Alex <laughs> yeah. came back and he's like, I'm sorry, man. I I've been trying. I'm like, it's all right. Like, I don't even know what angel that is. That's dead. If it's canonical or anything. And right. you know, the annals of Sutcliffe book. I'm like, is that Sutcliffe in the cover? And he's like, I tried talking to creatives and they wouldn't tell me anything. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm really, I'm really thankful for what they do. Cause I mean, realistically, they don't even have to give me a spoiler card. And if they do send me one, they could just be like, here's the card. Like, you know, they're not obligated to do anything, but I'm very thankful when they do. Um, and it's kind of helped push me creatively to, to kind of make something out of almost nothing. You know, that's, that's when a lot of people will say that, the creative spirit flourishes the most is when you have limitations, not freedom. So yeah. yeah, it's always, it's always fun seeing what I can try to come up with. That's, that's entertaining for people. So. Definitely. No, that's cool. No, that is sweet. That answered that perfect. <laughs> like, do they, um, do they send it in just like a, like a, a Google docs, like a PDF, like, or do they just like, you know, a paragraph or two, just kind of like summarize. Uh, it, like it varies cool depending on what the card is and like whatnot. So like, the Nebula Blade, I was sent, like, I think two-page PDF of, like, the story of the Nebula Blade cool. and, like, a few sketches cool. of the blade that and, is cool. and whatnot, too. Um, for Outsiders with the Diseases... Yeah, yeah. For Outsiders with the Diseases, um, Alex sent me through a couple of short paragraphs on each disease and, like, who Dr. Mortimer was and, and, and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes they're just like, this is a thing... And that's it, you know. <laughs> so um <laughs> totally. Yeah, you know, just try and make what it what I can of it. So No, it's perfect. And then I think another thing, a huge factor that you have to use as your repertoire for like things to go about is the lore book. Um how I mean I'm guessing that has to influence a lot of the videos and any of these videos. Like how useful is it, I guess would be the word. Yeah. Uh or is it was like the whole bread and butter. It was pretty much the main thing I used when I first started my channel. So back when I started, there was very little lore um, for flesh and blood. Like you would go on the website and there'd be like kind of a, a cut down version of the story of the welcome to Wraith heroes from the law book version. Um, and that was it pretty much. So anything I found out about the regions and whatnot, I kind of had to look in the law book. Um, so because the store, that I worked at. Um, it was an LGS. Unfortunately, it shut down at the start of this year. Um, we were like one of the early adopters of Flesh and Blood. We got it in day one, uh, mostly because I begged my boss. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, <wow>. But um, <laughs> yeah, we, we did get given like a, an early adopter uh, like kit, which came with a law book. So I was like borrowing that for my work and just like reading it um totally and then eventually after my first like couple videos james white reached out to me and he's like hey do you have a law book and i was like oh i'm just using one for my work and he goes oh, i'll send you one so uh if That's you actually cool. look in the background nice. i've got one right there yeah <laughs> so direct from james yeah. white uh, i'm very thankful he sent that yeah. so one of my most prized possessions That's but cool. um yeah it in the early days it was much more important than what it is now um but like there's still things in there that I will still look up. Um, 
like uh, just recently, um, I was writing a short story. This was actually part of an application process to become a creative writer at LSS. Um, I okay. actually went mm -hmm. through a couple stages and made it pretty far in. Um, and one of the things was to write a short story. So um, I wrote one about the alchemist Lena Bell, which uh, hopefully she gets a hero card. Um, but like I was looking through like, oh, what ingredients would an alchemist in the world of Wraith use? And I went to like the Savage Lands page and I was like looking at all the different plants and they're like, this plant does this, but if you brew it wrong, it does this and kills you. And, you know, so I'm, I'm still using it even today. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's a very good book. I really hope they can print something similar in the near future because this everyone's clamoring for some sort of like official book. We need more lore. No matter what we, we, need, we need more. We need yes. another. We need lore book version or volume two. Volume yeah. two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially like oh, that's perfect. I mean, you answered like a lot of those questions. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um. Okay. Here's. I got a curious question for you. This is more just speculative or or just more imaginative, if anything. Um. Because I always wonder is this game. We have our first lore book, and it goes over the world of Wrath, and like, you know, we get all these heroes, um, the original heroes, that is. Um, and we get a lot of the classes, too, even some classes we haven't even explored yet. And that's kind of the, the nice little juicy parts of that book, is that there's a lot um, that hasn't even been talked about. Um, do you think that there is the, the possibility, chance, that we go to a different world? this game we have the world of wraith but then you know maybe maybe lord book volume two is the world of arcania or something you know whatever the case mm. is. it's a terrible name but you, you gotta understand where i'm going at um i don't know it seems like you're very like into the um the creative side of like of flesh and blood and so i was curious like on that note do you think there is like enough here in this world that it can just keep growing in little pit, uh, like bits and bits. Like now we have this deathmatch arena um, that I don't remember we talked about before, but uh, maybe it has. I haven't read the whole book, uh, the lore book that is. Um, so maybe just adding new pieces to this world, or do you think that going to a new world is uh, on the horizon? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, uh, that is something I've pondered for a while. So <clears throat> it it is said that for like the creation of like Wraith itself and like the early days of it, it says humans came from elsewhere to settle on Wraith, which implies that mm. there's somewhere else in the world that's got humans. Right. Um, either that or another like realm or dimension, but I don't know if they would go that far because they've, they've very heavily based everything that we've got in flesh and blood so far on the core eight regions I mean, if you look on the card back, it has symbols for all right. of the eight regions. So if they were to be like, well, actually, there's another continent with these regions on it, it seems, I don't know, it just seems a bit odd that they wouldn't include them as well, you know? So yeah. it, it's it's really hard to, to guess because there's signs that point to, yes, there are other places within the world, but at the same time, they've so heavily invested in wraith which realistically is just a continent um not yeah, necessarily yeah. a world um and like we don't even know what's to the west of wraith like if you look at the map <laughs> yeah, it, just, just... <laughs> it just cuts straight off so you know um i don't know it, it's it's something they will have to delicately work through um 
because I don't think they want to go the route of like Magic the Gathering where there's like multiple like planes of existence because uh, right. that can get really messy pretty quick and it also lowers the stakes a lot I find that's not to go on too much of a tangent but that's one of the things I had a problem with with Magic because I used to play Magic quite a bit um, which is that you know these characters would go to a plane of existence something would happen and oh no the plane's destroyed oh anyway let's go to this other plane you know <laughs> so um yeah, yeah I I, yeah. I really don't think they're gonna do that if they do introduce new areas they will be like sub regions where I, I guess a little bit like the deathmatch arena so my speculation is yeah. it lies somewhere between the crossroads of like uh the deserts of volcor the badlands of Seems the savage like lands that. and like the plains of solana like i feel like it's in the middle of those three um so that's kind of like a sub region um so i think maybe we'll see like maybe a, a a somewhat larger island off the shore of wraith that's kind of its own thing but i don't know it, it you could really go in any direction when it comes to theories on this because we just don't have enough but uh yeah, I, I don't think there's too much more to this world, but if there is, I just don't know how they're going to sort of implement it cleanly, per se. Yeah, cool. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing is, so as we're talking to Lore, um, and you're talking about magic, how it's, this might be one of the downfalls is blowing up planes. What's a thing you think Flesh and Blood could do better for the lore? Like, what would be That's a, great question. a thing that could be more impactful if you have any of those mm. thoughts? Um. I mean, aside from the obvious, more lore. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is actually a question I, I, I had asked this on Twitter uh, maybe about a month ago. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I found yeah, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, perfect. Hijacking an my right questions. Now, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is. I asked that question specifically while I was in the process of applying to try and become a creative writer at LSS. Um, because I just wanted to know the community sort of thoughts in general, because I hear bits and pieces jumping on discord servers and whatnot. But um, one of the bigger things that I would agree with is I really want them to flesh out more of the in-between. So obviously we've got the eight major regions and kind of the central locations of those. So for Solana, it's the city of Solana for metrics. It's mm -hmm. the city of metrics, but like all the places in between, like, for example, the Northern Realms is quite an important place. It's an area within the region of Solana that isn't the city itself, but it's like obviously to the north. Uh, and that's where like three very important characters mm -hmm. come from. Lord Sutcliffe, Leviah, and Bolton all come from this place. And we don't know much about it other than the fact that like it's snowy and there's like nobles. So like, I kind of want to know more about that. Um, but I feel like just due to the amount that flesh and blood is trying to build in their world, it's going to take some time for them to really get to that point. I, I, I definitely think it's something they have in mind. It's just a matter of, they have to finish doing the broad strokes before they can do the finer details. Um, so that's, that's probably the biggest thing I would say. Um, and I guess in a similar vein, uh, my next thing would be just elaborating a little bit more on the backstories of certain characters um and making sure that the events of each set are actually impacting the greater story at whole for example the story of outsiders there's a lot of spicy things in there the fact that arachne killed the Definitely. emperor but he wasn't meant to and that was 
contracted by Lapocalypta, the cult. I wanted to know more about that, but that hasn't gone anywhere as of yet. And we also don't know why Katsu and Benji were in the pits. Uh, <laughs> and they were a part of the set. So, you know, just yeah, yeah. small small things like that or like Dust Till Dawn. We were told that these were the most important 12 hours of the Battle of the Monarchs, or the War of the Monarchs. And like, we don't even know the conclusion of it or like what really happened. We just saw that Levi is beginning to smash her way into Solana and that's kind of where it left off. So... You know, I, I I think in a couple years' time, when they've finished laying the full groundwork for everything within Wraith, we'll start to get this stuff done better. Um, and it is hard for them because they are still a small team. They have just under 50 employees in total. Um, right. So, you know, it's hard, but I, I think it is something they are aware of and they're going to address at some point soon. So just got to wait, really. So That's good. Totally. So then, thinking about lore and things that could be done better or whatever, um, we have a new set coming out, Heavy Hitters, and we have Kasai. Now, do you know much about any like speculation for what Heavy Hitters' lore is going to be like, or Kasai's lore, or anything of that nature? Yeah, uh, this is the first time we've kind of had a set that we haven't really had a grasp on like existing lore, so we don't even have confirmation where the Deathmatch Arena is, um, or exactly why it's there and it's allowed or who participates specifically. Um, I mean, the only thing we really have to go on is Kasai herself. Um, So for those that don't know, Kasai is the daughter of a general from Volcor uh, and he was taken out by one of his, I guess, competing generals. So um, Kasai had to flee Volcor and is now trying to seek revenge on uh, this general that killed her father. Um, So, it seems based on what her new card and some of the cards do is she is literally trying to raise an army to then return and uh, get her revenge, which would be quite interesting considering Volcor's kind of in, in a bit of a collapse at the moment, <laughs> the emperor died yeah, and there's a massive yeah. rebellion trying to fill this power vacuum. Um, <laughs> I mean, she fit so, right in with that story, you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of this third party coming in. Not, I mean, she's even said uh, or has been quoted on on cards like um, Outland Skirmisher, Volkai, Drakai. It's all the same to me. She doesn't care about the politics. Right. She just right. wants what she <laughs> wants, you know, which is revenge. Um, so that, that's pretty much all we know specifically. As I said earlier, I've got like a theory as to where the Deathmatch Arena might be just based on the classes that are in there. And some of the key artwork as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen like three groups of people. Some look Volcorian, some look Solanian, and some look like they're from the Savage Lands. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's all we really know at the moment. So, I guess in terms of like heroes, um, I did speculate some sort of Volcorian warrior, um, and then a guardian from Solana, and then probably just a brute from from the Savage Lands. So. That was my pick, but yeah. I, I I want your opinion on this because I have a big brain theory that sure. um, that Valda is is coming in, um, and uh, um, that's that's just that's just how it is. You can't talk me out of that. Um, you can <laughs> you can convince me more of it, but um, um, no, uh, I think Valda will be here, and then me and Gabe are going having an even bigger brain theory um 
with uh, Kayo also uh, being in the death uh, match arena here. So, um, is there any claims to support those, <laughs> or is there even any claims to deny those? Yeah, I I can I can definitely try. I guess give legitimacy to your theory. Um, so I guess the biggest one is <laughs> I, I do I think... echo chamber. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I honestly do think Ko is coming in heavy hitters as an adult uh, hero card. Okay. Um, the the main thing is we got Kasai, who was from Crucible of War, um, and was a young hero. She's now coming back as a adult hero. Ko was also in Crucible of War as a young hero. This set does have Brutes in it. It's next to the Savage Lands. And based on where I think it is, it would be within the stomping grounds of where Ko likes to roam because he likes to roam the Badlands, which lie between the Savage Lands and Volcor. Um, and that seems to be roughly where the Deathmatch Arena would be. So I, I don't right. know if character-wise he would care about the money, but fighting, uh, definitely. Right. Um yeah. And then as for Volda, <laughs> I mean, Volda just seems like the type of person that's down for a scrap. Uh, the only thing I could see being a bit of an issue is the fact that she's okay. all the way over in Aria, and yeah. the people of Aria tend to isolate themselves from the rest of the world. Um, that's true. But, I mean, the barrier between Aria and the rest of Wraith is sort of waning, and, and we've seen Bravo leave, and... Lexi and Briar yeah, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yorick, the Bard as well. So it wouldn't be too much of a stretch because, I mean, the rest of the Aria crew is... Um, oh, old him too. How could I forget old him? <laughs> you crucify me. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're, they're all in Solana. So yeah, it's not too far of a stretch to say that Volta could have been like, hey, what's over here? And Oh, a fight? And right, I can earn money yeah. and buy drinks, you know, at the local tavern getting fights? So, Score. I mean, it'd be sick yeah. to see her get an adult hero card because I think she's a pretty cool hero to play. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. That's what I needed to know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's perfect. That actually makes me super excited. Like the fact that Kayo isn't just like because you're that's how I took it. Me and Gabe took it like, hey, Kasai came from Crucible, she was only, um, you know, young hero, now she's still a hero. This would work perfect for the brute to hand. But to now learn that it's probably in a good region mm -hmm. for it too. That just that, that adds more. Uh, yeah, bread. But I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. I'm excited for that. There's a good opportunity for us. You know what? I think we need though. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right here, right now. It's a little bit of a hot take. It's not a hot take at all. But I <laughs> want another bad guy hero. I we get a lot of these good guy heroes. We got the the like the two main baddies right now. Well, I guess we got Vincent as a recent, but I just I want another bad guy that's not, maybe that's not working for the monastery. You know, maybe that doesn't work with demons. Just an overall bad guy. I I love the heroes, but I want a villain. <laughs> I mean, it all comes Very down to arc. perspective, really. Um, I mean, some I people guess that's could see yep, yep. some people could see Reinar as a, a villain per se because he's you know primal instincts just mm -hmm. killing whatever's in his way. Um, yeah, yep. or maybe he faced maybe directly like Arachne. She's, not, she's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Arachne or like Uzuri and Riptide because um, they're kind of yeah. they do very morally gray things. Um, so you know, 
know yeah. all the anti perspective. Well, Kasai killed for money as a sellsword. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of where you put your morals on that one, too. So, uh, but she's yep. definitely yep. presented like the good guy here, getting her, uh, her dude do justice here what would you guys personally like to see in the law and what characters would you like to see more of all right gabe you lead the way here all right what i want to see more in the lore um i definitely want to see more just like kind of like the backstories kind of like you talk about i think one thing i've always really thought was really cool was nourishing emptiness as art with the backdrop Mm. Of like the hero's downfall i want to see more things kind of like that scattered throughout artworks and maybe even just like quotes and things from that nature um because i think little easter eggs i think okay easter eggs that's what i want to see more i love yeah. easter eggs um and so i'd love to see more things like that um if we had to go over like another hero with more lore i don't know if there's necessarily any one particular um shiana I mean, I'm a sucker for Shiana. I'd love to see more Shiana. That's where I'll end it up there. Shiana, I need more Shiana. Shiana's in an interesting Back, spot. Over to you, Eric. Eric. <laughs> she, yeah. yeah, kind of mind controls a little bit. It seems yep. like. <laughs> Supposedly. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree if you gave, like, having some, yeah, add on to that for sure. Um, for me, I, like you, I, I played Magic and um i played way back when when you would buy what was been called the fat pack and you'd have like mm-hmm. one box that has all the cards and the other box has a book and that's what got me into like reading fantasy novels and so i really i really really enjoyed all those especially the older ones um the old magic novels that's what i want i i really i flesh and blood bringing it back to the flesh and blood Let's bring it back to like books. I I would love um, a full on book, and like especially if it was written by just one person. Maybe that's you one day. I don't know, but like <laughs> I would love just to like get a full on novel and like just like because uh, you know this game is already super hero centric and it already connects you to a hero just by playing the hero. But I would love to be connected to hero just by like reading the journey of that hero through a through a book um and yeah so that's that's what i want as far as the lore goes um yeah i i I love fantasy is my favorite genre um i just just put take me on a journey and i'm there um so there's not (laughs) one in particular that i'm like oh i want to do this i would i would eat up anyone's journey at this point um i do i like the political struggles um with that's going on right now in a uh, volcor i actually i really do like those type of um uh, conflicts and so i i personally would like something around there i want to know you know what's i i, I kind of want Fi is the least interesting hero for me to play in cc but i am very interested in his lore wise just because i kind of want to know where he ends up through it all um you know, uh, we see Dromai on a preset path, and I kind of see a story arc coming for Fi, and I kind of want to know if he's, you know, going to be like a savior or if he's going to be a tyrant as well. Something happens. I don't know. I but that that part interests me. Which yeah, yeah. So that's what that's my answer. Where where can we find you if people want to hear more about your lore? They want to see you posting about things on other platforms. Where can we find everything that 
speaks you? Uh, pretty much the two main places would be YouTube and Twitter slash X. I don't like calling it X. It's Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dead Summer Art, basically. If you look up Dead Summer Art on pretty much any social media platform, you'll find me there. Um, I'm probably the most active realistically on, on Twitter, just posting random things. Um, but in terms of content, it's pretty much all on my YouTube. I do have a TikTok, but I haven't really posted much on there. Um, who knows? I might post some more on there. We'll see. But um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much just uh, yeah, YouTube and Twitter. That's where you'll find me. Feel free to hit me up in the DMs. Cool. Doesn't matter who you are. I'm more than happy to talk law. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a big nerd for this game and I just love talking about it. So, <laughs> yes, that's fun. That's awesome. Well, cool. I appreciate you coming out. I thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, Gabe, thank you. I appreciate you holding down the ship, waking me up this morning. That was awesome. <laughs> um, uh, and thank you all too, who stayed and listened. I appreciate y'all. Um, this has been another fun episode. Uh, yeah. Um, until the next one, keep on fabbing and we'll catch you then.